We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yay, yay! Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the vm baseball podcast i'm your host tim patrop boss is still recovering from a long weekend in miami with a bachelor party and so he's not in today but joining me is mike patrop he is my brother and one third of the brodo fantasy football podcast also he has his own version of the brodo fantasy podcast that does baseball called the brodo dugout michael say what's up to the people what's up fellas Ready to talk some baseball. Yeah, let's do it, man. You can find Michael at Mike.Patrop. Mike, sorry, Patrop. Mike underscore Patrop. Mike.Patrop is another thing. Mike underscore Patrop on Twitter. Um, you can find me at Tim Patrop, but only feel real, real frisky. And also you can find Boss at NDeVito27 on the gram. Also, you can... If you want to get extra stuff from VM, if you like what you hear, uh, you can support us, support the show at Patreon, um, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. You could, for a small uh, monthly fee or donation, you could give us some money and we can give you all these great extras and stuff from us and the boys. Uh, and that's basically it. Let's get right into it. It's a special episode. We don't even have an intro music today. We got to talk about it. Bryce Harper finally signs. A 13-year deal worth $330 million with the Philadelphia Phillies. Not tapping myself on the back or anything, but I called that. Just, just saying. Just saying. Just saying. So, um, Michael, the first thing is, I'll ask you right off the bat, what do you think? Who wins here? Who loses? What's the deal? Uh, first off, that deal is absolutely nuts to sign someone for 13 years at 330 mil. But... I think it was a steal and a half for the Phillies, if I'm being quite honest. 13 years, 330. Uh, they say that it's a front-loaded deal, so they're going to get most of the money out of the way early. And the way baseball contracts are headed, uh, in 10 years, when there's only 
when he's 36 years old and maybe his talents are declining. Who knows? With baseball, we have players going into their 40s hitting well nowadays. But he'll be 36 years old with three years left on his contract and the 20 to $30 million that he's on the books for that year is probably not even going to be in the top 10 of the team per year with the way baseball contracts are going. So I think it's a steal for literally a game, one of the only game-changing players in the league at that price. So obviously, yeah, I mean, before I get to the next part, I think this is a win for the Phillies. Uh, the Phillies clearly saw an opportunity to win uh, in the NL East last year. They they made nice progress. They were in, in the hunt for a little while, but then they fell out. Um, and they saw, all right, we can really make some noise. And they went out and they really got a lot of guys. And we're going to be going into the Phillies um, in a little bit, but they needed one more piece. They were one piece away from being a real contender. And I think not only do they get Bryce Harper, they get Bryce Harper committed for 13 years. And first of all, there's no opt-out. There's no no trade. This is a classic contract where they are stuck with each other for 13 years, through better or worse, till death do them part. Right? So you get that. You get him for the low annual price. What what's not to like here? What's not to like? Uh, you and, and you're taking him away from a division rival. Yeah. Uh, do you think that adds to the deal that he's being stripped away from Washington and uh, another team that was looking at him was, I mean, the Mets early on, but not really, uh, was another NL uh, powerhouse, and that's the Dodgers. So what is it, what does it mean to take away a guy from not only the Nationals but the Dodgers as well? I mean, I don't know if you heard the. Uh his press conference, but he wants to bring a title back to DC. So uh, <laughs> who knows what team he's, he's really playing for. It could all just be a scheme in the end, but honestly, uh, yeah, that's huge for the Phillies to take away the nationals best player. The nationals are an all around, very solid team. Uh, it's not like without Bryce Harper, they're now uh, trash. They have Juan Soto. They have Victor Robles. who's going to play every day, a bunch of young talent around Bryce Harper. Now that he's gone. So I don't think they're going to, feel the loss uh, to a really intense extent. I still think they have a good shot at making the playoffs this year. But for the Phillies to take away their best player in division for a team they're going to play, what, 30 times this year or something of that sort, That's it's an awesome move by Philly. And it's going to be fun the first time uh, Bryce Harper goes back into Washington. What do you think it says about the Dodgers organization or of about Bryce Harper that he turned down – $45 million a year from the Dodgers organization. $45 million a year over four years. Bryce Harper turned that down. What do you think about that? Did he make the right move? Uh, I think he was dumb for not ex accepting that deal. $45 million a year is absolutely insane. And if you believe in yourself, once you're 30 years old at the end of the four years, you should be able to get another five-year, $200 million contract if you really – play true to the level that people expect you to play at. And uh, also there, there was like a lot of taxes that went into it too, which would have gave him, which had a big difference between Philly and Cali uh, where Harper makes more money in Philly. If it was the same, uh, same contract, but either way, I think he sold himself short a little bit. I guess he really wanted the stability. He, this was his first time entering free agency as he could, as you could probably see, it took a toll on him he hasn't, he didn't sign until, uh, late February, early, yeah, late February. So he probably was like, I never want to deal with this again. <laughs> Just sign me for the rest of my life and call it a day. It's interesting because, I mean, the way that you put it, and, and people know me 
well, they listen to the show. They know me. They know I'm, I'm a fan of conspiracy theories. But I think you it's, it's not really a conspiracy per se. When you're looking at the future of baseball, you would just expect an upward climb. But with the amount of people that aren't playing the sport anymore, the interest is losing among, amongst the youth. I think maybe Bryce Harper's looking at this and saying, maybe it's not a steady increase. Maybe it's a decrease. Maybe he's looking at this market this year and how long it took him to get signed and saying, hey, maybe something else is going on here. So I'm going to get my 25 to $35 million a year for the next 13 years and not take the chance that I lose out on almost $200 million because baseball kind of falls off over the, the length of the Dodgers contract, which would be four years. I think I think that kind of has something to do with it. I think that that went into his thinking a little bit. See, now that's something I cannot get on board with at all. Baseball is a completely different sport than like football, and it's it's literally the only sport without physical contact, basically. So the the average baseball fan is a fifty three year old white guy, and more people are turning fifty three every day. Tim, <laughs> that, I mean that's true. I mean that's true. But it, you got to capture them. A, a, a big reason why is because the biggest sport of their youth was baseball. Yeah, but I think it. I wouldn't be that surprised if it turns back into baseball uh, over the next few years with people not wanting their kids playing uh, football as much, and maybe even uh, basketball. Obviously, isn't as uh, taxing as football is on the body, but it's definitely more physical than baseball is. So I, I wouldn't be that surprised. We could have this conversation all day, but let's talk about, let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's talk about what we're looking at, the Philadelphia Phillies, all right? Um, just just so you guys know, me and Michael are, are Mets fans. Um, so so that's the first thing that you should know right off the bat. But that doesn't, that's not going to stop us from being objective with the Phillies. And it's hard to be a hater of this lineup. Uh, remember, they got Gene Segura from uh, the Mariners, who one of the more underrated players in baseball, I think, and he's going to be leading off, leading off the charge. Uh, this is their projected one through eight: Segura, Hoskins, Harper, Real Muto, McCutcheon, Herrera, Franco, Hernandez. That is a formidable lineup going into last year. Their best two players projected, Herrera and Franco, they're batting sixth and seventh now in the lineup. So it shows you how much. They upgraded. They got Andrew McCutcheon to play center field. They acquired JT Real Muto. They they signed just now Bryce Harper. They traded for Gene Segura. They already had Reese Hoskins coming up. What do you? How do you feel about this Philadelphia lineup? And where do you? What do you think its potential is in the upcoming season with Bryce Harper in the middle of the mix? Oh yeah, they have a ton of potential with the way they could they could configure their lineup in so many different ways. The lineup you just said has been like a. Popular. That's that's the one that like MLB tweeted out or something like a lineup like this a few days ago. Was that it? Uh, yeah. Like this is a. I, I can't remember which website I got. I got it, but they they lined up the projected lineups of everyone in the NL East, and this yeah. is what it looks like. I, I think that's a pretty stupid lineup. I <laughs> there, uh, there's no way I'm personally starting Reese Hoskins batting second and Cesar Hernandez. I also think is underrated. He batted uh like 285 in the first half last year, then dealt with a wrist injury the rest of the way and his play really fell off but he's he's a pretty solid guy to lead off if they wanted to go that route gene segura as well but yeah i mean it's a completely different lineup with new powerhouse bats instead of nick williams they got andrew mccutcheon out there now instead of aaron althair they have uh what's his face bryce harper jt real muto now and instead of whoever was going to catch for them last year they had Nap, Jorge Alfaro, a bunch of guys like that who weren't really doing anything. Reese Hoskins, another year to just crush the baseball. They're 
they have a pretty scary lineup. And even Michael Franco has some pop. Odubel Herrera has shown some promise at times. Those two guys I'm not so worried about. But the rest of the lineup, they could all beat you in various ways. All right. So if you're taking a look at the Phillies now, does do you think the Bryce Harper addition into that lineup puts that lineup over the top? Uh, I was high on the Phillies even before the Bryce Harper signing. I like their I like their hitting to begin with before Harper. And I'm also like Aaron Nola's number one fan, despite being a Mets fan. I've loved him for years. Truth. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of Nick Pavetta, who uh, <laughs> who I've been loving for the past couple of years. So I think Pavetta could take a step up. Vince Velasquez, he he continues his erratic ways, but he has a chance to be a solid starter if he's able to hone in his craft a little bit. Jake Arrieta, just all reliable. He's not superb anymore. He's not a great pitcher, but he's solid and he's the veteran in that pitching staff. So they have they do have some starting pitching questions. They did get David Robertson as well to shore up their bullpen, and now with Sir Anthony Dominguez and Hector Neris out there. So I I like them to win the NL East before Ooh, Harper, and now really? I like them to win the NL East even, even more. more. So you like them even uh, more than that. Damn, that's that's a big one. I, I I have I have bullpen issues with them. I'm not gonna lie, but, but all right. So you are. We assume that the people who are going to contend in the NL East are going to be the Mets, the Braves, the Phillies, and the Nationals, right? So let's take a look at the um, lineup of the Atlanta Braves. How do you think this lineup stacks up? Acuna Freeman. They add Donaldson, uh, Marquez, Ozzy Albies, uh, Brian McCann, Dansby Swanson, Inciarte. What? How do you feel that that lineup stacks up with Philly? Uh, I think the Braves lineup is a very solid lineup. I think people might be overrating it just a tad. I was big on the Braves train the last two years, thinking they were going to outperform what people expected last year. They certainly didn't that did that. Then you got like Ender Inciarte who who batted two sixty five last year. It was a big letdown for a guy who usually bats in the two ninety to three hundred range. So you don't know if he's going to be able to bounce back from that this year. Certain, uh, The certainty isn't really there. Josh Donaldson has not been able to play a full season in years. He, He's just always on the, I guess, IL now since it's called the injury list instead of the disabled list. He's always on the IL, so that's tough as well to trust Donaldson to play a significant portion of the season. Uh, Albies was top-notch in the first half of the year, had some trouble in the second half, so he needs to make some adjustments. Tyler Flowers and Brian McCann. Uh, Brian McCann, I'm actually that's a that's a pretty significant downgrade from Kurt Suzuki. You might laugh saying it's a downgrade from Kurt Suzuki, but he's been one of the best hitting catchers in the league over nah, the last. Oh man, Suzuki rakes. He's he shady. Also, always a top fantasy catcher. I know that because Michael and I share a fantasy team uh, with baseball, and we always draft Kurt Suzuki as our catcher. Always, no matter what. Yeah, we uh we had. When we were able to do this, because we if injuries didn't hit or anything, we would uh, rotate Tyler Flowers and uh, Kurt Suzuki just like the Braves did. Because two years ago when Gary Sanchez was a stud and a half, the Kurt Suzuki slash Tyler Flowers mix, if you started them every day they started, they were the same as Gary Sanchez fantasy-wise, believe it or not. That was two years ago, not last year, by the way. Yeah, two years ago, yeah. Of course, Gary Sanchez was a bum last year. but Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Dansby Swanson is coming back from a wrist injury where he had surgery in November and he still hasn't even started swinging. Uh, Ronald Acuna is an absolute beast. You don't know if Nick Markakis is going to bat 290 again. There are definitely some question marks, but I do think they have uh, a slightly above average lineup. I just don't 
I just think it might be a little overrated at this point. I think, yeah, I think Atlanta, it's surprising that they didn't do more in this offseason to get better. Freddie, uh, Freddie Freeman also is just an absolute stud. I love that guy. Too. Yeah, you can't you can't mention it without him. But it's it why they have the pieces, and I know it's never been the Braves' way to go out and get big time free agents, but they do go out and sign guys when their young guys come out, like like Gary Sheffield or Fred McGriff or way back in the day. Like they would they would get complimentary pieces around their young stars and i'm surprised they didn't really do that unless unless you say think donaldson is going to bounce back if they did then that's a whole different story let's go to washington who lost um bryce harper uh their their lineup trey turner adam eaton rendon uh juan soto who you mentioned earlier uh zimmerman who you got to think for a second like can he replicate what he did last year because he was a big piece of them and he hasn't had a season like that in a long time and he's getting older uh dozier gomes and robles uh round out that projected lineup so what do you think about the nationals lineup without that bryce harper popping it so the nationals lineup is interesting they have a bunch of guys who can contribute you don't know to what extent really there's just there's potential everywhere there's not really uh sure things anywhere so uh like adam eaton if he stays healthy he'll get on base for you at the top of the lineup if is a huge if when it comes to adam eaton trey turner if he stays healthy he he was actually pretty healthy last year he's uh he's a stud but he was a little underwhelming last year so they wanted to take another step up this year Rendon, another question mark health-wise. When he's healthy, he's a stud. You don't have to question that. Juan Soto was one of the best hitters in baseball last year. Absolutely nuts. He, he walked as many times as he came. He was hitting home runs. He gets on base at over 400 clip, and he was 20 years old. Absolutely absurd. So he's someone to be super excited about. Uh, Victor Robles, another guy to be super excited about, but he's also another guy that's a question mark because, yes, he, uh, he's a top prospect. He's being a little overshadowed now by Juan Soto who kind of jumped him in the ranks there. But he has home run and stolen base potential to go like 15-30 if he's able to play well every day. Then exactly, Ryan Zimmerman, always hurt. You don't know to trust him. Two years ago was actually the year where he went absolute bonkers. And then last year he was solid when he played as well, but he was hurt often. Brian Dozier was trash last season. A lot of people are just expecting him to bounce back despite the fact that he's like, mid 30 years old now uh, 32 years old they're just expecting to bounce back it's a little questionable for me to just expect a huge bounce back from a guy who you'll get you'll get off the back of the 30 year olds bro you young cats you underestimate us 30 year olds (laughs) but those is a guy who his glory days were short-lived to begin with so i think it's a little weird that people are just expecting this huge bounce back of like 30 home runs and 15 stolen bases and then they actually stole kurt suzuki from the braves to split time with Jan Gomes, who I think the Suzuki-Jan Gomes uh, tandem could be a, a Kurt Suzuki-Tyler Flowers tandem fantasy-wise. That's a good tandem right there, man. Those that, those are two quality catchers. Yeah. You you fail to see at least one qu- catcher of that quality on teams. They have two. And that, that's that's one of the big things, especially in the NL, when the where the batters, where the pitchers hit, like your catchers got to hit too. And uh, you can't just have a number nine hitter catcher like you can in the AL. You need a catcher that can pick up the bat and can play behind the plate, and both these guys can. Yeah. True. Uh, so let's go to our final lineup. 
that's going to contend in the NL East. We're assuming, again, Miami doesn't contend. Um, the Mets, uh, Brandon Nimmo, uh, Lowry, who they just picked up, Jed Lowry. Robinson Cano, another new pickup. Wilson Ramos, another new pickup. Uh, Michael Conforto, Frazier, Ligaris, and Rosario. Ahmed Rosario, their number one prospect last year that came around towards the end of the year. Also, this doesn't include um, their up-and-coming power hitter in the in the minor leagues pete alonzo who plays first base so they're su assuming here that frazier plays first base but um i i think that's a little bit of a stretch uh considering that pete alonzo will probably be in the big leagues by june uh with that being said michael what do the mets need to do to contend in this uh nl east with lineups that look like what we just talked about uh, i think the mets just need to stay healthy for the first time ever uh support their starting pitchers we saw jacob Degrom if one of the best seasons of all time last year and somehow only end up with 10 wins. But I think the veteran presence of guys like uh, Robbie Cano and Jed Lowry can certainly help. Jed Lowry has been underrated basically his whole career. He he was top five in the league. If not, I don't know. He might have even led the league in doubles last season. I don't recall off the top of my head, but he's a lot better than people think. So if he's able to slot in in the number two hole there, that would be great. Brandon Nimmo batted over, uh, had an OBP over 400 last season. He has a great eye at the plate, so he's going to be a great leadoff hitter. And you got Michael Conforto, who people are expecting to take a step up, who we really hope uh, as fans takes a step up to the next level to solidify the middle of the lineup. Uh, and then you, you brought up Todd Wilson Ramos, who's a, one of the best hitting catchers in the league. He needs to stay healthy. It's all about health for him, yeah. yeah. And then you got Todd Frazier, who uh, I don't know about if Todd Frazier's going to play every day. I, th I think there's a chance that Nothing really set in stone quite yet for the Mets, but I could see Jed Lowry playing third base and Jeff McNeil playing second or uh, Robinson Cano even going back to second base and uh, what's his face, uh, Pete Alonso coming up to play first base. So I don't think Todd Frazier, after his terrible performance last year, I, I would not name him as a starter in that lineup, but there's still a long way to go. And then Ahmed Rosario, who had a great September and is crushing the ball in uh, in spring training right now. He did get hit in the hand today, so I'm really hoping he's not hurt. And then the outfield spot where you got guys like Juan Lagares and Keon Broxton, they just have to, I guess, play defense. I, I hate the fact that the Mets didn't get some help there. But Juan Lagares, a lot of people don't know Juan Lagares, but he has a lot of injury woes. When he's healthy, he he's a 280 hitter. He has yeah. a uh, gold glove under his belt already. Yeah, he had that one great year, and you forget he batted 280 that year. A lot of key base hits too. It's a, as as someone who watched every game that season, he had a lot of key base hits and a lot of key situations uh, for a team that went uh, deep into a playoff run. Um, but yeah, that's the NL East for now. Uh, spring training underway. Bryce Harper finally on a team. Manny Machado finally on a team. Now let's get um, Dallas Keuchel and uh, um, what's his name. Craig uh, Craig Crumble on the team, and then we can get all everything will be fine. The baseball universe will go back to normal. Michael, where could they find you? Mike underscore Patrop. And you can find me at Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky at Veterans Minimum on all social media outlets as well for all of us. Uh, for Boss at NDeVito27 as well. He'll be back next week with our regular scheduled programming. He'll tell you all about Bryce Harper as well. We just wanted to give you this emergency pot on the first day of the week. Um, actually, we're recording it on Monday, but this is coming out on the Tuesday, so enjoy. Uh, and I hope everyone has a good week. Michael, take it easy, brother. Later, Tim. The headlines remind us daily 
The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.